Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Home Ownership and Marriage. We are excited as we are going to cover part two of Marriage versus Mortgage. But before we do, my name is Jarrell Lowe. And I'm Brittany Lowe. And we are the Low Property Team. Just a real quick recap. Last episode, we discussed the case of our colleagues or friends beginning their homeowner search and the way they're going about doing that. If you haven't had a chance, please tune in because there's some real great gems in there that's going to benefit today's episode or your listening of today's episode. Uh, We've discussed emotions versus reality, principles versus dreams, and where we stand and where you stand in making the decision that's best for you and your family. So today, I think, well, before we start anything, I want to be able to provide some numbers, right? We need the details just for some context. So according to the National Association of Realtors in 2020, mind you, the pandemic, kind of everything we felt was, I believe, March, mid-March, right, of 2020. Yeah. So 9% of the home buyers were non-married couples in 2020, and that number nearly doubled to 15% in 2021. Well, Brittany, you know what? Before I cut you off, I want to say what's interesting about that those numbers. I think you said March 2020, the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. 2021, we were still in the midst of the pandemic mm-hmm. or figuring out what's going on. So I'm kind of curious if those numbers are a little distorted or where do those numbers lie? Because if in the midst of chaos going on, 9% of all homeowners or home buyers were non-married couples, and still in the midst of the pandemic, that number jumped to 15%. So here we are in 2022. I think we're working our way out of the pandemic and getting back to things being open. So I'm curious what that 15% is going to look like for 2022. Definitely. And I think, though, a lot of, you know, while a majority of society are, are, you know, just to be frank, everybody's concern was get toilet paper, you know, go buy water, whatever the case it was. It's so much of a blur now, but, you know, investing in real estate is such a high importance for the majority of millennials and Gen Z, Mm. right? So I feel like, you know, within 2020 and then now having nearly doubled in 2021 is that was a huge focus for a lot of individuals. And I'm assuming a majority of them still were millennials and Gen Zers. And we're not even seeing the traction for the market slow down right now. It's not getting less expensive. So I think essentially of what I'm trying to just express that I just find super interesting is the pandemic has shaken more than our economic structure. You know, it's caused couples, you know, or just individuals to reconsider their priorities and the financial implications that come along with it. Yeah. Um, I think in any case, though, it's important to explore the pros and cons and just have the conversation, right? There is no right or wrong. There are pros and cons on each, but just having the conversation 
well, like Gerald said, it's it gives you more context to be able to make an informed decision for yourself. And I think just to put it into perspective for us, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were kind of blown, kind of caught off guard. Like like everyone was. Yeah. How do we prepare? How do we do this? But after we were six or seven months in, you know, Brittany and myself started to appreciate moments where we can get up and go take a midday walk. We're not we're not compounded by work and expectations. But the point that I'm trying to make is a lot of things were shaken. But the true spirit of who we are has has been battle tested. It has withstand all the changes that are coming. And now we get to spend one as a family that quality time together. We get to assess what is our goal? What are we trying to achieve versus being focused on the here and now? Like we need instant gratification. Brittany said we need toilet paper and water and we need oh, yeah. to stock up on this versus what do we want when we come out of this? How, what do we want our lives to look like coming out of this? So when she, when she shared the economic structure being shaken, it also shook us up as individuals and as a couple to say, all right, let's reset. Let's figure this out and how we're going to move forward. And I think it did that for a lot of people. You know, my sister, sister-in-law and I were texting each other, you know, right when everything had happened of, Okay, what store did you go to to find the toilet paper? Okay, no, they're out. You know, everybody was going through it. But I think still a lot of people, though, that wasn't their concern, right? There were so many businesses that have now become in existence because of the pandemic, where on the flip side, unfortunately, there's so many businesses that, you know aren't businesses anymore because of it, right? So I'm just thinking, you know, numbers wise and because the data for myself and, you know, for both of us, it's just interesting going from 9% to 15%. Those are drastic numbers. But I think, you know, right now specifically, there's just a lot of talk around, you know, regardless if you're going to buy or sell or whatever you're doing just in the real estate market, right, is okay, should we wait until the market crash, right? We get those questions all of the time. Or should I do it right now? Is it this month, you know? But there's three main differences while we're really talking about numbers here that I want to highlight between the current housing market and the market in 08. The first one is going to be the fixed interest rates versus the adjustable rates. Mm -hmm. Second, higher down payments versus 100% financing. And third is low inventory versus, you know, oversupply. And I think, you know, as Brittany highlighted those three points, I think the question is, how does marriage affect your mortgage? How will it affect your mortgage? Most people don't know that there there are some differences between um, purchasing a house as individuals and purchasing a house as a married couple representing one Mm -hmm. Um, and discussing those pros and cons. You know, number one, your marital status can affect whether you purchase individually or as co-owners and how do you choose to hold title to the home? Mm -hmm. Is it joint joint tenants and commonsy, joint tenants, or are you doing this as sole proprietors coming together? Uh, The second point that I think that is very important, excuse me, Married couples have a tax advantage over unmarried couples when it comes to home ownership specifically. The easiest way to address most of these issues is to put everything in writing and meet with an attorney to draft up a mutual agreement if you decide to purchase the property together unmarried. Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, one, I just want to also highlight to meeting with an attorney to just draft anything in writing is 
it's crucial, right? So there's some things to think about when buying a home prior to getting married because there's so many different things, you know, that need to be discussed and addressed, right? It's not this cute idea of, oh, let's just go buy a house together, right? Because what it comes down to is you're likely, both of you are going to be making two different incomes, right? Your credit scores are not going to be matching. There's so many different things. So it's, you know, thinking about of, well, who's paying for what, right? Yeah. Who's going to take advantage of the tax dedu- deduction since it can only be one person? No, absolutely. Right? I mean, it, it will even come down to, you know, um, the bills of, okay, who's covering this bill? Who's covering this bill? Who's water, you know, watering the grass, mowing the lawn? I don't care what it is. You know, those things, they're, they seem very little and, you know, those are kind of hard conversations, right? When you, it's almost like, you have to prepare for negative situations, right? Nobody wants to have those. So you're not preparing for a breakup if something goes wrong, but you want things in writing so it just doesn't get blurred, that gray area, and, you know, get in a nasty, you know, situation that you both more than likely don't want to be in. And I, I must say, I am making the commitment to I will not be cooking anything. That's the agreement. So put that in writing. No, in all honesty, jokes aside, Brittany is absolutely 100% correct. The reason for putting things in writing is because we don't want to tarnish that relationship before the purchase or after the purchase, before marriage or after, you know, what it looks like after that day. It's really to, like, me and Brittany had to sit down and have that conversation of, one, expectations – Two, what our hopes are, and three, what we need to do to feel fed or feel filled in in this marriage. And as a un, un, as an unmarried couple, it is important. It More is so. important to sit down and have those conversations. And it's okay, right? Like I'm there's no knock against not being married. Take your time. Don't just jump into something because this is what the rest of society is doing, but we want to present the facts to you that best supports your decision. You know what? When I made the covenant and I got on my knee and proposed to Brittany, I knew that this was going to be what I wanted to build and who I wanted to build it with. So part of purchasing a home was in that process of building a dynasty, right? And and here's the positive with it. I think Brittany, I mean, you've seen the numbers better than I do. I think on our house that we own right now, we're almost up 225000 Like, we're up there if we wanted to sell, right? Mm-hmm. But we just let the renters have at it, and we just keep making sure everything's flowing consistently. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, either way there's there's going to be pros and cons on each side right when you're when you're married and you're purchasing a house together right you're combining two incomes and you know for paper purposes it it sometimes looks better right for condos and townhomes sometimes it it varies it might be just the a solo owner is what the seller is essentially looking for right so you really just have to hash out those details and like we always talk about and I know we probably over talk about it, but having that that plan, that end goal of what you're trying to do and really working backwards because you just don't want to be blindsided. Yeah. I think that that's the probably, thing. yeah, the biggest thing. The biggest so thing. give yourself, you know, enough information, read, um, you know, as many, um, I don't know, books, articles, articles, books, podcasts. yeah, whatever. Talk to different people. Talk to somebody who bought on their own and then talk to somebody who was married. Talk to somebody who, you know, got a house or, you know, whatever they chose to do before they got married. You know, use other people's experiences to help with yours. You know what I find funny is 
why do we not reach out to people that have done this or have experienced it? What I have realized in our journey, think it's Brittany, a pride myself, issue. when we ask people like, hey, can I get your advice or can I take you out for a coffee? Like I'm really exploring an informational interview situation where I want to get something from them. And nine times out of 10 for me and Brittany, when we've invited people to go sit down because we want to understand this aspect of investing or why do they why do they pursue this option within the real estate game? What we realize is they're more inclined to want to come sit down with us. And I think it's us that get in the way. Right. Mm -hmm. That fear of they're not going to talk to me. They own 100 doors. Why are they going to talk to me? Well, in reality, when people are achieving things and accomplishing things. They have a story to tell and they want to tell it. Mm -hmm. They want to give you the how to. And oh, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing to take from this. If you're the if you're in a relationship and you're questioning home ownership, I implore you to go sit down with two or three people that have purchased and just invite them to a five dollar coffee and pick their brain. Cause I assure you, just the same conversations that Brittany and I were having with the individuals. It opened our eyes to the possibilities and or affirmed what we thought would be the best option for us. Now, with that, I do want to make kind of what Jarrell said very clear. Asking, right, you're asking somebody's opinion. Or I shouldn't even say their opinion of what they did and what were the pros and cons. Because I think what also gets, you know, just us individuals in society in the way is the unsolicited advice that mm. gets put on us by friends and family saying, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Oh, yes, you should do that. Oh, you know, it's that, well, I, I just want to know what you did. And then I'll be able to make that decision for myself. I think that that's a fine line to keep in having conversations with people and getting good information to then be able to say, you know what, this is where I'm at. And this is what I want to do. Brittany, I think my goodness. What Can you say that again? Unsolicited. What, what did you say? Unsolicited advice. I think yeah, I said that might be a podcast show episode <laughs> we're not going to go on a tangent right now right? but We're sticking to the facts yeah and all and just affirming what Brittany said you know we've heard so much uh individuals saying why are you investing out of state why are you guys doing it this way why are you guys doing it this way my biggest thing came I want to hear my wife's voice I want her to know that what her opinion is very important and we make our decisions together there's going to be a lot of individuals, the media, there's going to be a lot of individuals, family, friends, neighbors, uh, auntie across the street, church members that are going to give unsolicited advice. And how you handle that is important because it's also just as important to stick to what your goal is. Brittany said, sit down, write the plan, establish the plan, write the plan. And you and your partner stick to that plan yeah. through the through the storm. And a huge part of that is just don't overanalyze, right? Yeah. You can type in Google anything. Anything will come up of, you know, questions asking every or every unmarried couple, you know, before buying a house or buying a house before versus after getting married. You know, there's so many different articles and things that will come up. And there's so much information out there that sometimes what the other part of it is that you'll you're so consumed by so much information that you don't even make a decision. So I think that that's another fine line to say, you know, OK, what am I going to do? And just make that decision. It's going to be trial and error. OK, it didn't work with going this way. So let me, let me look at option, you know, B, C, D, E, whatever. Yeah. And Brittany, uh, I, I just want to take that last point and begin to wrap this show up because I think you made a, 
a very important thing that we all need to notice. Uh, you said where you get your information from, right? We are consumers of information, and we also understand information changes situations. But what I also want to highlight is you have to be able to identify where your source of information is coming mm -hmm. from. If I'm getting all this information from the social media platforms, and right now we're just talking about the big three, uh, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, right? And if I'm consuming all this information from there, at some point I have to be able to disconnect what's real or separate what's real and this is fabricated or this is not real information I need to be processing. And the point that I'm trying to make is do not try to keep up with the Joneses. That's what's most important. We have all heard of friends, families, and or the series that is debunking marriage and or mortgage and the highs and lows that come with that. The decision, what's most important, as Brittany said, sitting down and making the decision and creating a plan, those, item, those times can be influenced by your upbringing, beliefs, hopes, and goals. Nevertheless, prioritize what is important for you and your family. And I say this again, prioritize what is important for you and your family and work the darn plan. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, they get hung up of planning for perfect or a perfect situation. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't work like that. So, you know, reach out to the experts. You know, I sit probably, I think I work from the coffee shop. That's my favorite place to work twice a week. And I'm constantly having, you know, people that, that know me or don't know me. I'm sitting down and, you know, they'll say, why should I buy now? Or why shouldn't I buy now? They want to know the pros and cons. So ask people, ask the experts who sit here and study this daily, who work, you know, in this field daily and say, well, what should I do? You know, it's just like going to a doctor for a prescription of, hey, this is going on. What would you recommend? And, you know, anytime Jarell and I are out in the community or wherever, you know, if you want to shoot us a message, like we always say, just ask. We're happy to hop on a consultation or, you know, happy to grab a cup of coffee or, you know, go out to lunch or something just to talk about your plan and your vision of what you're wanting to do and share what we what we do that we don't hide any secrets. We'll tell you exactly what we did and what's what worked for us and what didn't work for us. And I'll tell you this, and this is just an testament of how we operate collectively. We are your home team. And it goes to show when Brittany's at a coffee shop or we're walking down the street and now we have become known members of the community, not with everyone, but some people will stop and ask. I remember we were, Brittany was in the coffee shop and I just walked in and she was having a conversation with a gentleman about the interest rates. And I remember Brittany's response was, yes, the interest rates are rising, but there's more buyers in the market right now. Yeah. And those are the conversations we want to continue to have, not to scare you off. Not to uh, uh, um, cause you to fret or flee. What we want to do is to pour into you and give you the information that we have and that we've been studying in the market from getting our offers, our, our clients' offers accepted and from getting beat up in some of those offers. What we're doing is we're pulling some data points in each one of those communities saying, here's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Here's what's going on. So regardless, regardless of where you're at with marriage versus mortgage, 
We just ask that you study those pros and cons, sit down with your partner, examine what you want, what you don't want. What are the non-negotiables? My non-negotiables, I'm not going in the kitchen. I don't want to cook. I just, I mean, well, let me change We that. need to I, wrap this up because he's going on cook, a tangent. <laughs> but the, the, the reality is when two come together as one, they are inseparable and you want to be uh, operate as one individual, um, whether married or not. So with that being said, we're so grateful that you endured part two of marriage versus mortgage. Um, we're excited as we're going to keep digging in and getting better in 2022. And please, you can always reach out to us, as Brittany said, hello at lowpropertyteam.com. If you have questions or if you want a cup of coffee with us, reach out. We'll sit down with you and talk about everything from home buying to home selling, pre-approval to creating that plan that works best everything for you and in your between. family. Maybe some tacos too. Well, until next episode, you guys enjoy yourself and take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage.